begins today, the season of Advent. We heard one of our children up front just a moment ago say it's his favorite time of the year. Certainly one of my favorite times as well, maybe yours too. Advent is a time to prepare for Christmas and all that it means. Christians began observing Advent in the days of the early church. The exact origins of Advent are not clear, but it was certainly in existence by the 5th century. So for at least 1,600 years, Christians around the world have set aside the four weeks leading up to Christmas to prepare themselves spiritually to celebrate the birth of Christ and to contemplate and ready themselves for Christ's second advent, his return, either at their death or his second coming. Just by being here today, you are participating in a tradition that goes back at least 1,600 years. Think about that. So how will you observe Advent this year? How will you prepare yourself to celebrate the coming of Jesus, our Messiah? Here's a video that tells us more. They say this is the season of Advent. But what does that really mean? A calendar with doors, each hiding a piece of candy. Wreaths with candles. Gifts. Candy. Trees. What Advent's really about is waiting. Advent is the purposeful season of waiting that prepares us for the coming of Christ. In fact, that's where the word Advent originates, the Latin word for coming. Advent helps us look ahead with hope for his second coming. It also helps us slow down in the materialistic hustle of the holiday season so we can share in the spiritual longing for the coming of the Messiah. This Advent season, how will you take time out of your busy holiday rush to reflect on what the birth of Jesus means to you? How will his promised return impact the way you live this season, loving others around you, encouraging those lacking hope, bringing joy to the broken, seeking peace where there is strife? Ultimately, Advent is about embracing the fact that our Savior came to earth and is with us every day. So this season, let's prepare our hearts to celebrate Him. How will you prepare yours? The word Advent comes from the Latin Adventus, which as we heard in the video means coming or arrival. And the Latin Adventus is the translation of a Greek word commonly used to refer to the second coming of Christ. For Christians, the season of Advent anticipates the coming of Christ 
from three different perspectives. Since the time of a man named Bernard of Clairvaux, a 12th century writer, Christians have spoken of the three comings of Christ in the flesh, in Bethlehem, the first Christmas, in our hearts daily, and in glory at the end of all time. Already we can begin to see how past, present, and future come together in Jesus. As we read elsewhere in the New Testament, Jesus is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Our Advent worship series explores what was, what is, and what is to come, and how the key to it all is Jesus. Advent offers the opportunity to share in the ancient longing for the coming of the Messiah and to be alert for the time when, either at our death or before, he comes again. Our reading this morning is about the revelation or the disclosure or the coming of Jesus. John, who was an early follower of Jesus, received a vision from God. In some ways, it was a strange and mysterious vision with numbers and trumpets and animals somehow symbolizing deeper spiritual truths. John describes that vision in the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. He writes to the seven churches in the province of Asia, and yet, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, these words also speak to us today. And John writes, the revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw that is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. Right away, we get a sense of the urgency of this message. The time is near, John says. And he continues with these words that really get at the heart of what God is saying to us today. Grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of all the kings of the earth. And John says, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, that is, Jesus, to him be glory and power forever and ever. And then John quotes these words, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Who's saying that? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. It represents the beginning. Omega is the last letter in the Greek alphabet, and it represents the end. Uh, the image on the screen and on your bulletin cover has the letter alpha on top of the letter omega. And Jesus is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Each of us has a beginning, a moment of conception and then being born. Also, for each of us, our life on this earth will have an end. The time will come when your life on earth will end. 
We have a beginning and we have an end. Yet Jesus is the beginning and he is the end. And that means he rules over all human history. Not just the entire spectrum of our existence, but of all human existence and all of history itself. He is the beginning. He is the end. That also means Jesus is at our beginning and at our end. When your life began, Jesus was there. When your life will end, Jesus will be there too. And everywhere in between, from the very beginning of your life to the very end of your life here on earth, each moment, each experience, there he is. He is there and he is the Lord. Jesus, our Messiah, holds forever those he loves. He is the beginning and the end. John tells us that, but we might be wondering, how does he know? Why should we trust what we hear in this case? How does John know, really know, Jesus is the beginning and the end? Well, John knows because he has encountered Jesus physically. Listen to what John says in another letter he's written that is also now part of the New Testament. The letter uh, called 1 John, and it's called 1 John because it was the first of three other letters he wrote. And there John says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. He's talking about Jesus here. And this knowledge of Jesus has come through a direct personal encounter with Jesus. Notice the progression. What we've heard, what we've seen with our eyes, and what we've touched. This we proclaim to you concerning the word of life. This is firsthand eyewitness testimony. In other words, John is not just making this up. This is real. If it were not real, I highly doubt John and so many of the other original disciples of Jesus would have given their lives for the cause of Christ. I highly doubt they would have been willing to die for what they knew was a lie. No, this is true. And they saw it. They experienced it. They encountered the glory of the presence of Jesus. He has heard him. He's seen him. He's touched him. And now he's telling us about it. The life appeared, John says. We have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And John says our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Here's the point John is making. Jesus came to bring us God. He came to bring us God. That's what we're getting ready to celebrate once again in a special way. At Christmas, we celebrate that the eternal God entered 
our world to be with us and to redeem us. That's such good news. And it makes all the difference. It changes everything. We have two cards uh, for each of you that we'll hand out in, the mo in a moment. Uh, one is an invitation to our community Christmas celebration on Christmas Eve. It says on the front, find joy uh, this Christmas. On the back, it lists uh, details, including service times. And this is our invitation to you. Uh, feel free to take more than one and share them with family members, neighbors, coworkers, friends, and others as a way of inviting them to our celebration of Christmas as well. So you can grab a handful. And we also have extra invitation cards at the Welcome Center, and you can get more there. Will the ushers please come and uh, hand out the cards now? So that's the first card, uh, the white one. Again, take, take one, take several, take a handful, and if you need more, you can get them at the Welcome Center. The other card is uh, the red card, and this is the card for our final series in our year-long reading and preaching plan called Explore the Bible 2018. So please, each of you take uh, a red card as well. And I invite you to join us in this reading plan. It's not too late, and it, it would be a great way uh, for you to observe Advent by spending time each day reading the Bible. Uh, you can find the daily readings listed in your bulletin each week or our church website, sprychurch.com. The aim of Explore the Bible 2018 is to give each of us a better understanding, not just of what the Bible says, but of how God speaks to us through the Bible. Uh, for each series, we're handing out a card with a memory verse. The first card is attached to a ring so you can keep all the cards together. If you need the series one card back from January or, or the cards for any of the previous uh, series, you can get whatever you need after worship this morning at the Welcome Center. And we encourage you to collect all 15 cards and use them to help you keep God's word in your heart. Together, these 15 cards will give you a good overview of key themes in the Bible and of God's message for us today. So if you're wondering, oh, the Bible's such a big book, such a dense book, how can I possibly kind of get the main ideas? Where's a good place to start? These 15 cards is, would be a great place because they give you a good overview of central themes and a way for you to be able to take God's word in your heart and hear the Lord speak to you through Scripture today. The memory verse for this series is uh, Revelation chapter 1, uh, verse 8. It's printed there on the back of your card. Uh, as soon as folks have the cards, we'll, uh, we'll read that aloud together. Ushers, if you've finished in one area, if you can, it looks like the back uh, area here still needs to be uh, uh, served.
So there on the back of the, the red card, you see the verse for uh, this series, our final series, number 15 of, of 15 in Explore the Bible 2018. Would you turn to the back there? And together, let's read aloud these words from Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. These words tell us who Jesus is, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the one who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And because this is who Jesus is, that means he can give us peace and hope where and when we need them most. John knew that to be true because of his encounter with Jesus. I know this to be true as well because of the various ways in which I have seen Jesus at work in our world, in our lives today. I know it to be true because I've seen it over and over again in the lives of others and in my own life. This has been a, a difficult and chaotic week uh, for my family because late last Sunday night, my wife, Molly, uh, had to be rushed to the hospital. It was quite a, a scary and traumatic experience. Uh, we, we later found out she was suffering from significant internal bleeding um, and had been for some time, but that was unknown until her system basically shut down. And uh, very quickly, things became quite serious. And I watched kind of in horror as she struggled to keep her eyes open and then passed out. And I thought, what's going on? Um, for some time, I actually worried I might have lost her. Thankfully, uh, the doctors and, and nurses, God's instruments of healing, were able uh, to stabilize her condition and, uh, and to get her started on, on the road to uh, recovery. And my supervisor, what we call the district superintendent, he's the pastor to the pastors in the York area. Uh, he came by to visit um, one afternoon there in the hospital. And, uh, and he's known me for over 20 years. So he's quite close with me and, and, and with my family. And uh, it was longer than the typical visit, but Molly at that time was feeling up to some conversations. So beyond just asking how she was doing, he, they, they talked about some other things. And he pointed out uh, to her, he said, uh, you know, I've known your husband for uh, over 20 years. She said, yes, I know. And uh, he said, um, marriage has been really good for him. <laughs> And Molly kind of tried to downplay it and said, well, well, yeah, I mean, so has parenting, you know. And he said, no, 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 no. Uh, marriage has really helped him a lot. <laughs> now, I wasn't there at the time, so Molly let me know. <laughs> Another example of eyewitness testimony, see. Um, and I laugh, but what he said uh, is so true. I say all this because... One way we've seen God's love and grace during this time has been through God's people, and, and that certainly includes, and in a special way, it refers to you, our church family, 
Uh, your prayers and your many expressions of support mean a lot to us. Thank you. Thank you for being such a caring church family. It's extraordinary, um, but I've seen this to be true, that in, in our acts of love, in your acts of love, God works through us. God works through you, and I've seen it many times in many different ways. This is one of the ways Jesus works today in our world through his people, and his people carry his light and share his love with one another and with those around them, and it's so powerful. Through your acts of care and compassion, through your prayers, Jesus shows us that he is with us. I want to encourage you to do something this week. It, it, it may seem like a small thing, but I, I think it could have a, a big impact, actually, on your daily life and on how you prepare for Christmas. Set aside five minutes each day just to listen. Five minutes. We can all spare five minutes. Set aside five minutes each day just to listen, to sit still, to be quiet, and in silence to reflect. I'm not very good at taking time to be still and, uh, and reflect because life is often so hectic, and you know what that means in your own life and in your own way. But I will say this. When I do that, this time of year, um, what, what I'll often do is, after the kids are down and there is some peace and quiet, I'll sit near the Christmas tree. I'll, I'll turn off my phone. I'll put the book away. Make sure the TV's off. And I'll sit and, and just in moments of peace, look at the tree and the lights and the decorations. And, and I'll just listen. I'll just listen to whatever, whatever it seems like there may be for me to hear. And that simple practice has become a holy experience. However you want to observe that time, morning, throughout the day, evening, whatever works for you, do this, do this, and you'll be glad you did. Take five minutes each day to listen for God and, and to reflect on this amazing gift he has given us, this gift of life and people in our lives, and especially think about what it means that Jesus came to share God's life with us now and forever because he is the beginning and the end, and he holds forever those he loves. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you are the one who is and who was and who is to come. Help us observe a holy advent. Prepare our hearts, Lord, for your coming and help us to do our part to prepare our hearts. Use our hands to carry out your work 
and to point people to the light we see in Jesus. We pray in his name and as he taught us, now we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven.